I got traded to Phoenix and I got Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. <laughs> when I was on the six and I playing with a bunch of bums, I had to I had to get 35 to 40 a night and get every rebound and we wasn't any good. See the shots that I took wet like on book. You jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. Ben Steph Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Shot towns, T-Rolls, moving the next, BK. Booming out and soft with Nell like Lou Will, six men like Lou Will. I be ballin', like my nigga Moe. What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. Welcome back to the Basketball Podcast. My name is Brandon. Thank you for tuning into episode four. Uh, it's been a couple days. Uh, I was finishing up my school finals. I was finishing up uh, different assignments that needed to get done. Uh, my internship. I was coming back home for for winter break. And um, I think I would have recorded an episode over the weekend, but I haven't seen my my uh, friends from back home in a while. So we all got together and engaged in debauchery. So that uh, that put a hampering on on uh, my productivity for the podcast and a couple other things, but uh, I'm here now. It is uh, December 20th and uh, five days before Christmas, so uh, here's your Christmas present from uh, from the Basketball Podcast. Lucky you. It's probably worse than Cole, <laughs> but um, but anyway, we got a lot to uh, we got a lot to get to. There's been there's been a lot of news since our last show, and uh, one of the biggest ones. Uh, revolves around New Orleans Pelicans power forward Anthony Davis. Now, if you don't know who Anthony Davis is, he's definitely one of the best players in the league, arguably the best big man in the league. Uh, you can toss that up between uh, Embiid, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Nikola Jokic, um, but he's definitely up there. Anthony Davis, definitely the best power forward for sure. And next year, he's going to be a free agent, <clears throat> and he is uh, he's eligible for a super max contract, which means... If you are a player of Anthony Davis's stature and caliber, if you are averaging 30 points and you're doing all this shit in your uh, in your rookie contract in your uh, in your contract after your rookie contract, if you signed both of those contracts with the team that drafted you, then they are eligible to offer you a super max deal. Now, normally a max deal for an NBA player would probably probably be around uh like 150 150 for three or four three four five years LeBron got uh, 150 for three years um but that's because he's LeBron or was it was it four no it's it's three years and uh I think an option but that's uh I digress Anthony Davis is eligible to sign a 223 million dollar fucking contract next season if he chooses to stay in New Orleans now the thing about that is the Pelicans are not really not really good. They're not dysfunctional. They're not terrible. They have a lot of talent on the roster. It's kind of it's kind of confusing to me and a lot of other NBA fans why they aren't better. And especially since the Western Conference this year appears to be a little weaker than than it has been the past like half a decade. Uh, the Warriors, of course, are going to be the Warriors, even though they've had their struggles early on in the season. They're starting to pick it up now. They're going to get Boogie back. They're going to get Steph back. And they seem to be clicking right now with uh, with Kevin Durant coming coming into his own and playing like the fucking MVP caliber player that we've that we've come to know. The Rockets, of course, are having their struggles, even though they have James Harden and Chris Paul and all them guys. 
The Spurs are middle of the road because they got rid of most of their uh, most of their players from last year. DeMar DeRozan is doing okay. They started off the season pretty well, but they seem to be uh, they seem to be relegated to mediocre status at this point. Uh, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are actually doing really good. Nikola Jokic is leading that team. So, and the thing about the Pelicans is they have, of course, Anthony Davis. They have they have Drew Holiday, who is a excellent defender. Uh, at the two guard spot, who who also plays point guard, but um, due to due to their uh, due to their personnel on the roster, uh, they do have a lot of people that are playing sort of out of position. Not really. I mean, if you can play, if you're a scoring point guard, then you can definitely play shooting guard, which is what Drew Holiday is playing. And usually, Alfred Payton is going to be playing point guard for the for the Pelicans. Um, but Drew Holiday is—he's the size of a point guard. So when he gets put up against uh, when he gets put up against taller guys, it might be a little harder. But he's definitely more than capable of defending basically anybody within his uh, within his range. That being said, they have while they do have Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, they have Nikola Mirotic, who used to be on the Bulls. They have Julius Randle, uh, power forward uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers previously. I mean, you know, they have they have talent for sure, but I, I think it's just the same situation with with the Rockets. You know, it might just be a it might just be a down year because last last year, if I'm not mistaken, the Pelicans actually did pretty decent. You know, Anthony Davis was in the MVP conversation. Yeah, last year last year the Pelicans went forty eight and thirty four. They finished six in the West, and they lost to the Warriors and five games in the playoffs, but who hasn't? You know, Alvin Gentry, the uh, the Pelicans coach, he said that Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. Uh, we plan to we plan to sign him for, you know, the rest of his career, and he's not going to trade him for anyone. He's not going to trade him for Brandon Ingram on the Lakers. He's not going to go to uh, Boston for Hayward or anybody like that. Uh, he's not going to even, he's not going to trade for fucking Beyonce. He said that. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Davis, however, um, his response wasn't wasn't too uh, wasn't too different from from the coach's sentiment. He said that uh, you know you know it's he's he's flattered by he's flattered by LeBron's comments because LeBron is obviously the best player in the league right now. And if LeBron wants you on the team, then the front office of that team will do anything they can to pull some strings to get you there. But Anthony Davis would be a very tall task. Um, but Anthony Davis. Uh, once again, he said that uh, you know I'm flattered, but I really don't care. You know I'm just trying to do, just trying to do my thing here in New Orleans, and then you know afterwards after the season, you know, he he's he said that he's gonna that he plans to resign, but every, every single big time free agent has done that. You know even I don't I don't think LeBron did it with his uh, with the decision, but there are plenty plenty of free agents throughout all four major sports in America that have said like, Oh, I love being here and I'm never going to go anywhere. And then like the first day of free agency opens up and it's like, Oh, fucking uh, four year deal with some ass team just to get out of this city, <laughs> just to get away from this team. But uh, yeah, Anthony Davis is a generational talent and any, any team that gets him is definitely going to be definitely going to be put in the uh, conversation for the, uh, for the championship because you know the Pelicans; they have him right now, and they're not championship contenders. And I don't know why they haven't tried to put more around him. You know, they, like I said, they only have 
they do have, they while they do have talent, they only have a select amount of players. You know, for a, for a championship team to be effective and work, you need to have from top to bottom guys that can play, guys that can go in and be subbed in at any time. They're going to contribute. They're going to do whatever you need, whatever you want on offense, on defense. You need to have guys at the end of the bench that you know, you're not going to have a LeBron caliber player on the end of the bench, but you need if if they need to come in for for 5 to 10 minutes and give somebody a breather and just you know, not make any mistakes, then that's what needs to happen. You know, there's there's too many NBA teams that have just fucking bums and guys that shouldn't even shouldn't even be in the league on their teams. And the championship rosters don't have that. They might have one or two players at the end that, you know, they're just they're they're old veterans or they're they're rookies that are raw and can't they haven't adapted to the NBA game yet. But you got to you got to surround if you if you plan to have a superstar on your team you need to fill pieces around him i i remember when derrick rose was derrick rose you know the mvp uh in chicago the fans the bulls fans incessantly were asking for more help around rose because despite winning uh Despite winning 62 games in uh, 2011 and then 50, I believe 50 in uh, in 2012 with a lockout shortened season, they went 50 and 16, I believe. Um, they Rose was the only bona fide star on that team. Now, Joe Kim Noah during that time was at his peak for sure. He was great. Luol Dang was very solid. They signed Carlos Boozer to uh, like an $80 million contract because they tried to get Wade and Bosch and LeBron, but they had all this money to spend, so they gave it to him. They had a great team. There's there's no doubting that. They were the best defensive team in the league. Uh, they couldn't score a whole lot, but when you're, when you're holding teams to 90 every night, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, in the playoffs, when they would play the, the Heat and LeBron, they would just get eviscerated because they didn't have anybody else other than Rose. They would put LeBron on Derrick Rose, and then the game would be over. You know, the Bulls tried adding Carmelo, and they got Pau Gasol and Miritich, and added some pieces a couple of years later, and they they almost beat they I don't know they didn't almost beat the Cavs, but they could have had a sizable lead on them in the playoffs, and uh, and finished them off. But after uh, after LeBron hit a game winner at the United Center and uh, tied the series, it was basically it was basically over that morale that morale was shot and that team didn't even really try and it's kind of got to make him <laughs> making myself fucking depressed about a sports team from five years ago uh but yeah you need you need to have you need to have help around your superstar or else they're gonna leave and that's what anthony davis might do uh, yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo tried recruiting him uh, in the in the hallway after their game, saying, "Come to Milwaukee, we got this, dude." And uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if Anthony Davis is looking to go to a city with the with the big lights and the big name, or if he's going to go to or if he's going to go to another smaller market. But uh, if you want to go to a big market, come home to uh, Chicago. Anthony Davis is from here. <laughs> he could play center. Wendell could come off the bench. We'd have the best. Uh, we would have the best four man, four big man rotation in the fucking league. Markin and Davis, Portis, Wendell, Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the Anthony Davis news. Um, he's probably going to be going somewhere else. Uh, 
Um, but we'll see. It doesn't seem to be phasing him right now. He's not really uh, not really his focus. Um, now, Carmelo Anthony. We talked about him last week and how LeBron reportedly wanted him to come to the Lakers. Uh, since then, it has that uh, rumor has kind of been squashed, saying that LeBron didn't really have didn't really have an in-depth conversation with Magic Johnson or anybody else from the from the Lakers brass about bringing him in and that's probably for the best um like I said last week Carmelo at this point in his career he's 15 years in and most people when they're 15 years in are going to dip in productivity their skills are going to diminish a little bit unless you're LeBron James but he's not human Carmelo used to be one of the bona fide premier scorers in the league. He would average 25 and 30 consistently year after year. But nowadays he's he's lost he's he's lost a step or two. You know, and he's it, it, he he doesn't realize that. He's still whenever he's on the court, he's chucking up shots, he's not passing, you know, the ball gets in Carmelo's hands and it just becomes a black hole. You know, like at least when at least Kobe was Kobe was good throughout his entire 20 years, you know, and he could put up 50 shots if he wanted to because you knew he was going to get 30. Nowadays, Carmelo puts up 20 shots and he scores 10 points and the team loses. You know, when the Lakers were winning championships. But yeah, so Carmelo the other day, he tweeted something out Um and he tagged Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, both on the Warriors, of course. Uh, it was at Steph and at KD. The tweet just said, let go, meaning, probably, that Carmelo might have a deal in the works with Golden State. Now, if the Warriors are serious about winning the championship this year, and if they're serious about... and Well, if, if, if the rumors about the the team chemistry and the team friction uh, being being a very real and present uh, obstacle. And DeMarcus Cousins is obviously going to leave. Uh, Kevin Durant might uh, might go elsewhere. Klay Thompson could go elsewhere as well. So if they're trying to do one more final run at a championship before before the unknown happens, they do not want to sign Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo he, he's he's just he's just gonna become a black hole on the court. He's gonna put up the he's gonna put up contested shots, and he's gonna he's gonna bitch and moan about not being in the starting lineup because he's not good anymore. And uh, I don't know. And I, like I said last week, Carmelo has been playing basketball his whole life, and when you tell somebody that like, hey, like you're not good anymore, and you need to you might need to hang it up soon. Like you're you're basically telling people to you're basically telling people to just like give up on everything that they've ever worked for in their life up to this point. Now I under yeah I understand that retiring and quitting the league or even accepting a accepting a lesser role can be can be tough, especially when you're Carmelo Anthony and you've had this reputation and you've had this ego and you've had this narrative thrust upon you that you're that you are this that you're you're you're, you're Carmelo Anthony. You're 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 an all-time great for sure. You're an NBA legend. You know, never won a championship or anything, but 
there's plenty of all-time greats that never won anything. And nowadays, 2018, 15 years later, Carmelo's not what he used to be. And he still hasn't accepted that. So if the Warriors are seriously considering Carmelo, I think I think they should reconsider and just just move on because I think at this point he's he's more trouble than he's worth and you're just going to bring headlines and attention even more headlines and attention to your team that has already shown that it's a little dysfunctional right now. Golden State finally seems to be clicking, so I I I don't think I don't think adding Carmelo would make them better. If anything, it would maybe make them worse. Uh, moving on, we are... Moving on, the Chicago Bulls, the hometown team here at uh, Basketball. You want to talk about uh, dysfunction? This team is a fucking dumpster fire. It's a fucking nightmare. God. Um... I'm just going to kind of ramble about the Bulls because I feel like I feel like I have a lot of I feel like I have a lot of opinions um because this is obviously the team that I pay the most attention to. Um so uh Gar Foreman, the general manager and John Paxson who's the president of the team uh, a couple of weeks ago they fired Fre- uh Fred Hoiberg, the head coach of the Bulls, and they replaced him with assistant coach Jim Boylan for the rest of the season. <clears throat> Now, Fred Hoiberg didn't really show much of uh, didn't really show much of anything positive as a coach. Um, however, they didn't really. They, in this this goes back to uh, adding this goes back to adding uh, talent around superstars. the The Bulls didn't the Bulls didn't really seem to have any kind of urgency to to speed up the rebuild. You know, the rebuild started when they traded away Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves, and we got back Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the seventh pick that turned into Larry Markkinen. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is on the 76ers now, so we completely won that trade. Uh, but that's that's beside the point. Larry Markkinen, Wendell Carter, you know, the, the, the players that they've drafted are are pretty solid. Uh, Wendell Carter's probably, I, I think he's going to be a stud uh, maybe as soon as next year. And Laurie Markkinen has the potential to be a superstar, I think. Zach Levine is, of course, very solid. Um, he has superstar potential, of course. That's 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 no doubt. And, you know, Bobby Portis, Chris Dunn, they're they're very talented and they're they're great pieces for this team. But it's 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 not enough. And whenever they do try to add people, it seems like it's never the right fit. You know, the the first year Fred Hoiberg Fred Hoiberg was was the coach. He preached that. Uh, well, him, him, and uh, the front office were were preaching that we're gonna we're gonna move into this new wave of the NBA, uh, three pointers, uh, fast fast break, fast transition uh, offense. Uh, gonna get out and run, get the ball up the court as fast as you can. Uh, we're gonna get younger. We're gonna get more athletic. And then they went out and signed uh, like thirty four year old fucking Dwayne Wade. Uh, because he was from Chicago, and I guess that would sell tickets. And uh, Rajon Rondo, who, while I like Rondo, and I, I, you know, I like Wade too, but the the fact that the fact that the front office just put out this dog and fucking pony show, and then they just went back on their word because 
Jerry Reinsdorf only cares about ticket sales. And I mean, you know, if if you're if you're a businessman and your main goal is to make money because that's that's that is the end all be all for business, you know, and and sports sports is a business. However, people are probably going to start losing interest if the team is continually bad. I mean, we're seeing it in Chicago with the White Sox that for for years their attendance has been horrid. They have outfield they have outfield and bleacher seats. Well, bleacher bleacher seats are probably going to be cheap anyway, but they they have outfield seats. They have them for like $5 at times. Because nobody wants to go to the fucking White Sox game. If you're going to go to the White Sox game, you're going to bring friends. You're going to you're going to have some of the food. You're going to get fucking drunk. Because what are you going to do? You're going to watch the game and watch them lose? It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like what it's like going to a Bulls game right now. I mean, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. I went to one a few weeks ago. Went to, went to one a few weeks ago with my buddies and we had a great time. But they fucking lost by like 20. Like, yeah, we got to see... Uh, Got to see Zach Levine put down a fucking tomahawk dunk. Yeah, and we also got to see him get embarrassed by the fucking Miami Heat. Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know what this front office is thinking sometimes. But then again, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not the general manager. Sometimes I wonder if they, uh, if they're, if they're qualified enough to be, to be keeping their jobs after all this time. You know their draft. Their draft record is is pretty solid with drafting Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler and you know Markinen and the guys that I just mentioned. But no free agent. They've never landed the big fish in free agency, and it, that kind of pisses me off. You know they tried to get LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. You know of course they pushed more for LeBron and Wade, and of course they went to the Heat, and we got stuck with Boozer. We tried to get Carmelo Anthony when he was still good. Um, and we ended up just getting Pau Gasol instead, who, once again, I like Pau, and he was great for the Bulls, but, you know, when, when you try, when you try so hard, you know, every few years when the free agency, when the free agency pool is, is loaded with the superstars again, it's, it's just demoralizing when every single time... You know, it's like, oh, the Bulls are in on this guy, the Bulls are in on this guy, and then it's just like, oh, well, Bulls are too cheap, Bulls are too bad, or their front office is too fucking oof, just big oofs all around at the United Center, because the, the Hawks, the Blackhawks are bad too, but um, this I, I don't understand the front office, and I also don't understand Jim Boylan. Um, I thought that he was going to be more of a, more of a vocal leader than Fred Hoiberg, and in a way he has. The Bulls, I will admit, they have been playing uh, with more grit. They've been playing scrappy basketball. Uh, They've been playing a little bit better defense, even though a lot of games they're giving up 120. Uh, But, you know, some players are trying a little more, and it's it's at least a little encouraging to see that and to see some of the young guys uh, show out every couple games. But Jim Boylan removed Jabari Parker, who is making $20 million this season. He's the highest paid player on the team this year. Uh, Took him out of the regular rotation, so he's not playing at all right now. Because 
Jabari isn't really a fit. And like I said about um, not, be, not being able to land the big fish, when, when you invest all this time and energy into trying to recruit you know, a, a LeBron or a Carmelo to your team and then you whiff, you, 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 you got to have a backup plan. And sometimes, if you wait too long, that backup plan is gonna is gonna get sick and tired of waiting, and they're gonna go with somebody else. So the Bulls signed Jabari Parker. He's a Chicago native. That's obviously a big storyline for for bringing him in. And while while he definitely has talent, he can score the ball for sure. His 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 primary position in the NBA is power forward, and we're pretty stacked at <clears throat> and we're pretty stacked at that position right now. So we tried playing him at small forward, and he was too slow because he's 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 six eight two fifty. LeBron is six eight two fifty, but it's all muscle. Jabari's kind of doughy. If you ever see if you ever see like Jabari during workouts or anything like that, you you can definitely tell he's got a dad bod going on, which is fine, of course. But if you're if you're in the NBA and you want to and you and you're you're making twenty million dollars and you want to be known as this as this as this force because Jabari Parker plays with a lot of passion and he's really serious about the game. And it just, it doesn't make sense that, that he's only, he's only focusing on offense because his defense is horrid. And that's probably the main reason why they took him out of the lineup. But also you, you, you need, you need to be in shape if you're in, if you're in the NBA, if you want to be, if you want to be considered elite you know, like, like if if LeBron if LeBron was fat, then he's probably not going to be doing what he's doing. You know, Shaq was Shaq was three twenty, but he was also seven two, so it was kind of balanced out. Not really, he's still a fucking mammoth. But <laughs> teams are apparently interested in trading for Jabari, and that's fine um, because honestly, he's probably not going to be on the team next year because he has an option, and we're probably not going to pick it up. It's just a matter of what we can get in return. You know, what can, what can you get in return for for a player who's who's slated to make $20 million this year and next year if they end up uh, picking up the option? You know, what, what can you get in return? Are you going to get anything of value? Is it is it worth giving him away? You know, is it worth giving him away just to get like a second round pick and a, and a shit player back? Or you want a prospect and a higher draft pick? You know, that's probably going to be the move that the Bulls try to make. But that that might not be the market for Jabari. I don't know the market for Jabari. I mean, if somebody needs a scoring power forward for the playoff run, then then that's probably where, where he'll go eventually. Uh, but the trade deadline did open up uh, recently, so could be, ex- could be, uh, could be expecting a, an announcement any day. But uh, as long as the players and the coaches and the execs are all on different pages and clashing and being dysfunctional, then this team is just going to remain shit. And, you know, hopefully next year they can they can be so bad that, well, hopefully this year they can remain bad. And then uh, in the draft next year, they can take Zion Williamson. And then then we'd then we'd be uh, we'd be a little more exciting. But um yeah, they just they got to get back into it. I mean, Jim Boylan uh, was doing push-ups with the team yesterday, and I guess that was a big deal for some reason, but who fucking cares at this point? So yeah, tank for Zion, fire the fucking dumbass higher-ups, and then just get back on track. Jesus.
on the uh, on the NBA on the R NBA subreddit, uh, Reddit user Noah Noah Nirenberg. Let me get that right. Yeah, Noah Nirenberg. Uh, he posted something yesterday. Uh, he was listening to the Howard Stern show, and uh, I think it was I think it might have been a best uh, a best of segment, but uh, Dennis Rodman was the guest. And um, if you don't know anything about Dennis Rodman, um, then I suggest pausing this podcast and <laughs> pause this fucking podcast, go on YouTube, watch any clip of Dennis Rodman acting a fool that you can find on or off the court. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much because there's a lot to go through and it's definitely worth your time. But, uh, but Rodman was on uh, the Howard Stern show and uh, they were talking about his dad. Rodman, Dennis Rodman, um, at one point did not see his dad for nearly 50 years. You know, Rod, Rodman never, never really had a connection with his father. Um, he left the States and moved to the Philippines when he was a child. And what made, what made this, this interview interesting is Dennis Rodman telling, telling Stern and the audience just how crazy his fucking dad is. Dennis Rodman is a fucking lunatic. His dad might have him beat, which is fucking insane. Like I said, Dennis Rodman is in, is one of the craziest players ever, and you need to check out some some of the things that he's done. Actually, the one of the most fucking recent one of the most recent things he's done, what he's been in the news for. How, I don't know why this wasn't the fucking wasn't my opener. He is best friends with North Korean leader Kim Jong Un because Kim Jong Un likes basketball and Rodman likes that he likes basketball. So I mean, Rodman could be useful, <laughs> you know. And I, I think I think Rodman's friends with Trump too. <laughs> that's a fucking that's the fucking holy trinity right there. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, if Trump wants to use Rodman in uh, fucking peace, talk, peace talks with Korea, then that might be something to look into, but I digress once again. Um, his, his father is, is insane. He says he has 29 children, including Dennis, with uh, 16 or 17 different women, which in, his, in and of itself, I don't know if I should be appalled or impressed. <laughs> Uh, because he's, he's, he's up there in age, you know, the fact that he's still pumping out kids is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, most of this, I guess has, uh, was done in the Philippines and, um, he is, there, there are reports, there are reports that he's banned from the Philippines. That's not the reason because he's knocking up all the women. Um, I guess he had trouble paying taxes or something and, uh. That's that's just a report. There's conflicting there's conf- conflicting uh, stories saying that uh, saying that he still lives there, but uh, that's that's t- that's distracting us from the fact that this man has thirty kids. <laughs> Nearly, he he said he also said that yeah he does want thirty to fucking round out the number. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah the the apple doesn't seem to fall far from the tree with uh, with Rodman, even though he didn't really have any kind of impact on his life. Uh, those fucking crazy genes just got passed down, <laughs> just got passed down to him and him only. All of the, all the crazy that would have been, that would have been distributed among the 30 kids all got put into fucking Rodman, all got put into Dennis. 
apparently at one point in time, uh, he wrote a book about Dennis Rodman without ever meeting him, just trying to basically bank off his son. And there's uh, another another story that he told was uh, his father. And I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned his name. The man's, the man's name is Philander. Philander Rodman. I guess it... I guess at some point he moved to Chicago to try to meet Dennis and connect with him when he was on the Bulls and at the top of his fucking game, uh, only to find out that Rodman lives in Los Angeles. So, uh, <laughs> so that's an L for uh, that's an L for Philander. Uh, also, in the Philippines, like if if he's if he's still in the Philippines, I'm I'm not sure because there's different there's different reports. Like I said. But uh, at one, either at one point or still currently, he manages a restaurant. He runs a restaurant, and I shit you not, it is called Rodman's Rainbow Obama Burger. Yeah, you fucking heard that right. Uh, I don't know what an Obama Burger is, but apparently the whole gimmick of the uh, of the place of the restaurant is that. He, um, the buns are different colors. They're green, red, and yellow. Um, I guess they're the Rasta colors, but they're ha- they have something. A- apparently, Philander said that they are like their colors associated with Rodman. And I maybe it's because he had that color hair at some point. I mean, you know, he was I, he was on the Lakers, I think, at one point. So there's the yellow, uh, the red for the Bulls, I guess, but. You know, he was also on the Spurs. He was also on the Pistons. You know, you know, there's there's blue, there's there's gray. So I, I, I doubt that's the reason. I doubt he's using like teams. You know, I, I, like I said, the man's a fucking nutcase. I don't know why he's running a restaurant called the Obama Burger when it has nothing to do with Obama in the first place. Um, but yeah, it's that's there's there's a lot to unpack there, and there's um. There is a there's an article from 1996 back when uh, back when this first kind of broke that Rodman had a crazy dad. Uh, I'm gonna put that on uh, on my uh, social media and the basketball social media, uh, which across everything is uh, at Brandon Arlowski or at uh, Basketball Podcast, uh, except on Twitter it's at Basketballin. I'll put that article up there so you guys can uh, can read a little bit before you. Watch videos of Dennis acting a fool. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a good place to end it. I think we've covered uh, I think we've covered all the major all the major crazy uh, things that have uh, happened in the league uh, in the league so far this week. Uh, once again, I am your host Brandon Arlowski. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been episode four of the Basketball Podcast. Like I said a couple minutes ago, if you want to check us out on social media, you can find me at Brandon Orlowski across pretty much all the platforms. And uh, you can find the Basketball Podcast pages at Basketball Podcast. Twitter is at Basketballin. And uh, make sure to subscribe on uh, Apple, I- Apple iTunes, uh, fucking Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to work on uh, getting, getting uh, the podcast on Google Play, so Android users uh, hang tight. In the meantime, you can check it out on uh, SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, hopefully we can get uh, another episode or two in uh, before the new year. So look forward to that, everybody. Once again, Brandon Arlowski for Basketball. Peace. All right, thank you. Take that for data.